welcome to another episode of Out From The Cube. This is really take two. I'm on my way back from a client in Illinois driving south on I-55 back into St. Louis. That's a three-hour drive. And if you've been following me lately, I'm doing a summer 60, which is a contest I have with my kids. But one of the goals I have every day is to release a podcast. So about 45 minutes ago, I pressed record on my phone and recorded a, what what I would say was my best episode ever, our best episode ever. And I got to the end, I said my goodbyes, and told everybody to get out of their cube, and it recorded all of two minutes of 30 minutes. And so, because I've got to reach my goals of releasing a podcast every day, I pulled out a different tool, a different audio recording tool, as I sit here and drive with probably 60 miles to go until I'm back in St. Louis and pressed record and it has one bar on it and so I don't expect this to work either because I expect this uh, to die here shortly and not be able to record at all. So we will continue to go for it. We'll see how far we get and I'll see if I can replicate off of the best episode of Out From The Cube which never got released. So just to jump into it, it's 4.15 on Monday headed back to St. Louis, like I said, and we're trying to keep these podcasts about 15 to 20 minutes, although the episode I just recorded that did not get saved was 30 minutes. So here are some things. As I drove up this morning to Illinois to work with a client, I stopped at a bread company or a St. Louis bread company and did some work and listened to some podcasts. I started reading, um, you know, the book that I had with me and took some notes and filling up, you know, that is one of my goals, to read every day and to listen to some podcasts every day and take a lot of notes every single day. So I did that this morning and there are two themes that I wanna go over. One is how to think about your role in development of people when your career is over um, and what leaders should think about. And then the second one is how you build your self-confidence. So I'm gonna try to get through those in 15 minutes or until the batteries on this Zoom player die. And right now we're two minutes in and it seems to be going all right, although my one bar is now no bar, so we'll see how long it goes. But this is something that uh, I heard from two different people and want you to consider it if you are in a position of leadership. This one person, I want to say it was Robin Sharma. And Mr. Sharma says that You should be able to, if asked, and somebody asks you to write down the names of all the people you developed. If you were a coach or in a position of leadership, write down the names of the people that you developed. So if you're a CEO, a CTO, if you're a director, if you're an SVP, if you're whatever, right? If you're a coach, whatever it is, write down the names of the people you've developed. And then you could even talk about, did you just develop them personally or you did you just develop them professionally? Or are you a, such a dynamic leader and have such an impact that it went beyond the basketball floor, the football field, the boardroom, and did you develop people? Did you develop husbands and wives? Did you develop parents? Did you develop people? Or did you just develop skills? So, you know, I think those are things to consider. Um, this, This is what Robin Sharma said. There were three points to this. At the end of your career, 
you've got to consider two things. The first one, who did you become as a leader? So if you're a CEO and you've been a CEO for the past 20 years and now you are retired and you walk out the door, if you're a director and you've walked out the door, who have you become? And the point that he made was it's who we become, but it's also who are we as leaders when no one else is around? Are you authentic? Are you still enthusiastic? Are you still passionate? Are you still serving? Are you still um, inspiring? Are you still caring? And Robin Sharma says, are you still loving? If that's how you are as a leader. How are you leading when no one else is around? And who did you become as a leader? Did you become passionate? Did you become and have a servant mindset, a servant leadership? Did you care about your people on and off the court, the boardroom, the parking lot? Did you care about them more? Did you have the mindset of serving? Did, and Robin Sharma is not afraid to throw the word around of love. Did you, were you loving? Did you care? Did you inspire? Did, what, you became inspirational. You became, you, I became someone that cared. Like, who did you become as a leader? What did you work on? What did you hang your hat on? What did you believe? What did you think that you needed to instill on the people you were leading? And who did that make you become? The second thing that Robin Sharma says you need to consider is how many people did you help? So if you're a CEO and you've walked out the door or a senior vice president and you've walked out the door, can you sit there and say, I help that person. I help that person. Now, you've got to think about this. Did you help them professionally or did you help them both professionally and personally? Did you help them? Were you there for them? Did you care for them? Did you love them? Did you counsel them? Did you inspire them? Who did you help? Was it a graduation, a bankruptcy, a divorce, the loss of a child, a graduation, a party, a birthday, the birth of a child? Was it any of that stuff? Was that stuff that you helped with? Is that stuff you celebrated? Is that stuff that you inspired them? Is that stuff you counseled them on? Were you somebody that they came to? Was that, or were you the type of leader that when something went wrong in somebody's life, that you were considered somebody that they would go to for counsel, for compassion, for empathy, for encouragement? Were you somebody they thought of that they wanted to celebrate with? Birth of a child, a wedding, a marriage, a graduation, a birthday, an anniversary. Hey, I want you to be a part of this. You've meant a lot to me. Would you go to this with me? Would you be a part of this with me? So those are the things that I think, who did you help? And then you can sit there and say, yes, personally, but who also did you help professionally? Who is better because of your presence? Who is better because of your leadership? Who is better because of your encouragement? Who is better 
because you inspired them. So those are the things that Robin Sharma, and the last thing he kind of ended with, which was kind of along these same lines, but something to consider. How many leaders did you build? I read a book this week where they were talking about one of the primary, the elite leaders, however they gauge that, measure that, or compile it. They sat there and said, those leaders, the number one most important thing to them is the development of their people. How can we develop people? How can we get them to the next level? How can we develop and build more leaders? So if you were to sit there and say, how many leaders did you build? You were CEO, you were a senior vice president, you were the lead salesperson, you were the lead technology officer, you were the technical lead for a team. And I was a technical lead, not me personally, but I, thinking about, hey, I'm, I was a technical lead for five years at this. How many leaders did you build? How many other technical leaders did you build? Did you build somebody that jumped you? Somebody that got a different job and now is crushing it? Is somebody sitting there saying, you know what, I worked under you and because of that I got this job, I got this title, I got this responsibility, I got this salary, I've got this opportunity for my children because of you, because you built me to be a leader. How many of those have you built? So that's something to really consider. So that, that, but those things kept hitting me this week about leadership and how to think about it. And Robin Sharma hit me this morning with some thoughts about the end of your career. The idea is this, is not to think of those things and not ask those questions at the end of your career. I would encourage you to write those down every week and sit there with a goal book and a planning book and sit there and think about each member of your team and say, so-and-so, how am I developing and helping to develop that person? How am I helping build that person up as a leader? How am I prepping that person so if they leave here, they just destroy it in the next job, the next school, the next coaching opportunity? whatever it is. What am I doing to enhance that person's ability? What am I doing to enable that person to get to the next level? And not think about it at the end of your career, but think about that daily, weekly, monthly, one-on-ones. I'm here to help you. I'm here to serve you. I'm help, here to help build you up. I'm here to inspire you. I'm here to goal set with you. I'm here to get you to the next level. I'm here to dream with you. I'm here to goal set with you. And let's get together. And I want you to know one thing. I'm all in on this. I'm all in on helping you get where you need to be. Because rising tides lifts all boats. The rising tide will lift all boats. The reality is you just got to be authentic with it. You got to be who you are what you're capable of, and be authentic the whole step of the way. The other thing that I hit on this morning, that I really resonated with me this morning, and is, uh, I listened to an Ed Milet compilation uh, built by Evan Carmichael, um, and his, you know, he does his, his 10, 10 things that so-and-so does to be successful, or 10 thoughts on leadership from Bezos, whatever it is, right? 
but he had four things to build your self-confidence from Ed Milet. Four things to build your self-confidence as told by Ed Milet. And I really like these, and I really like what it's done for me in just 12 hours of thinking about it, listening to it, and considering it. But here are the self-confidence. Whatever you're in, whatever role you have, you have to understand that your ability and the confidence you have in yourself sustains you, inspires you, gets you to the next level, and gets you focused on the next thing that you can crush. But there are four things. I'm going to go through them quick because I'm already 12 minutes in and my phone and my tool here is about to die. So number one, keep the promises you make to yourself. Keep the promises you make to yourself, he feels. If you want to build your self-confidence, Ed Milet says, number one is to keep the promises you make to yourself. So whatever, however you are making these promises, and maybe you don't even think about this stuff, okay? But if you are really trying to get to the next level, if you're trying to be more elite, if you're trying to have more responsibility, if you're trying to have more of an impact, if you're trying to figure out ways to provide more for your family, provide more to your team, have a bigger impact with your client, any of that stuff, at some point you've got to be writing down what those strategies are, what those tactics are, what your goals are, what your daily action items are. You've got to be doing that. You've got to. So Jesse Itzler in the Monk book that I've been referencing nonstop says you've got to get in the habit of writing everything down, which is something I without question believe in. I carry my notebook with me everywhere. And he says there's so much going on in your mind that you've got to get it out. You've got to get it written down because you've got to clear your mind of the clutter. And if I write down my engagements, my notes, my thoughts, my strategies, my goals, the tactics, the team, the people that have impacted me, the things I'm grateful for, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff, it clears my mind on for other things. But in, in that, and what I mean by all this is you've got to be sitting there writing down what you're going to do, what you want to achieve, the dreams you have, the goals you have, the people you want to meet, the people you want to impact, all this sort of stuff. And then you've got to be willing to write down what you're going to do, what those goals look like and all that. And essentially, whatever you're doing, you've got to be sitting down and you've got to keep those promises. So the promise I made to myself was to be competitive with my kids this summer and do my summer 60 and do these things to see if there's any sort of transformation with me personally and with my health and with my work and with my clients and with my everything, right? So we're doing five things every day, really six. But I've got to honor that promise. So even if I'm on the road driving I-55 back to St. Louis, that I've got to figure out a way to record a podcast. I've got to honor that promise. I've got to be committed to that promise. And not only this, but I've also got to make sure that I don't quit when I'm tired, that I quit when I'm done. So it's not enough to just hold the promise, commit to the promise I make to myself, but I've got to make sure that I only quit when I'm done, that it gets completed. So hold the promises that you make to yourself. Keep the promises you make to yourself. That will help build your self-confidence. If I write down 10 things I'm going to do today, or 
my week or my goals or my quarter or my year or the engagements or my calendar or the things that I say I will do for my clients or my employer. Those are the promises I'm making to myself. And I'm gonna hold true to those and I'm gonna knock those out because every time I do it, I get a little more confident in myself. I get a little more grateful. I get a little more proud. I get a little more of uh, 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 pride that I know I can do it, that it's happening. That every, how you do, we said this the other day, how you do one thing is how you do all things. And so if I do one thing great and I do it to completion and I only quit when I'm done, then that is how I do all things. So those quotes are, we're in our last episode. I don't quit when I'm tired. I quit when I'm done is a quote from David Goggins that I got from the Monk book as well. So do those things. Keep promises that you make to yourself. Build your self-confidence. The second one is to take action. And to quote Tony Robbins and Ed Milet, you take immediate, massive action. And action is my word of the year. Action, action, getting things done, moving. And my now my big thing for me is that how you do one thing is how you do all things, that I've got to make sure everything gets done. That it's not enough just to get the laundry to the washing machine. It's not enough to put the Tide detergent in there. It's not enough to dry it. And right now, my completion of that seems to be getting it out of the dryer, throwing it on the living room floor, and looking at it for two weeks. That seems to be done to me. So when my kids say they need a shirt to wear, I say it's in front of the fireplace, go find one. But that's not it, that's not done. That's 60, 70% done. Stuff's gotta be folded, and stuff's gotta be put away, and it's gotta be organized. And they need to know where they can find what they need. That's done. How you do one thing is how you do all things. Take massive action, massive action. So the other, the third thing on this is to alter your beliefs. And we've talked a fair amount about this before, but here's what I really want you to think about. And I've said this with the, with the previous episode I recorded. We were told, your kids, if you have children right now, your kids think they can do anything, be, do, have. You think your, your kids think they can be anything, do anything, have anything, which is amazing. That childhood enthusiasm, that childhood exuberance, that childhood energy of thinking they can be, do, and have anything. And then at some point they get older, 10, 14, 18, 22, 26, and along the lines, teachers, parents, other parents, friends, girlfriends, people at church, people at work, people, other students, like all this sort of stuff. They start telling them they can't. Can't play in the NBA. You can't. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're not good at math. You're not good. You can't go to Stanford. You can't get that job. You can't have that girlfriend or boyfriend. You can't run a marathon. You like whatever it is. They get told that. They and even if it doesn't come from you as a parent, even if you're shielding and protecting your kids probably much like I do. My kids are going to be fed I can't from teachers. I remember an NBA player or a Major League Baseball player, 10 years old, I'm going to make it to the Major Leagues. And the teacher told him, no, you won't. That you're delusional. 
as Gary Vee says. Quit being delusional. The sooner you're, you stop being delusional, the sooner we can get on what God, the other skills maybe God blessed you with, whatever it is, right? Quit being delusional. But then he made it to the major leagues. And he saved the note. And he took a picture of it. And he made it to the major leagues and he had the letter. And then he had another, and then he had a note of with what he's done and where he's at and how he accomplished it. And it went viral, I believe. You know, and you know, the teacher was so apologetic. So that's one of those kids that says, I'm gonna alter my beliefs. Or the things I'm being told aren't true. I would never let a teacher or, or I would, it's not that I wouldn't let, it, it's going to happen. But I would do everything I could to make sure my kids know they can be, do, have anything. My kids were sitting here right now and I said, you can be anything, do anything, have anything if you want in life. You can set goals, you can achieve anything and all the great things you want to do in life. All you have to do is put in and leave it blank. Both my boys in unison would say, time. My boys would say time. And if you've noticed a change in the audio quality, when I was fil- uh, recording this yesterday on my way back from Illinois, the battery died. So this is actually kind of take three, but I am going to continue. I was able to save the audio recording up to that point, 21 minutes in. And there's only a few more things I wanted to hit on with this podcast. Again, staying solid with my 60 and 60. Although we didn't release one yesterday. I did record one yesterday, just wasn't released. So I'll make sure to get this out. But the one was just altering your beliefs. And I just, you know, want to continue to kind of hit on that, you know, briefly with only a few minutes left. But this mindset of just always believing that you can't. Um, I was working out with my boys early this morning before basketball camp. And my son said, um, I can't do this because the kids, I'm in an older age group. And I stopped him and he kind of knew when I looked at him that, we just don't say I can't. And I think he reframed it like, I'm struggling to, or I currently can't, or I currently am struggling to, I think is how he phrased it. So yeah, I was like, yeah, man, I get that. Yeah, you're struggling to score against the sixth and seventh graders uh, because you're a fifth grader. I get it. Yeah, but it's not that you can't, you can. And so that just subtle mindset set shift is important. So the other thing that um, Ed Milet was talking about in his self-confidence. And again, uh, I apologize. This is a day later in the recording from earlier. So again, the audio is going to be a little different, but he mentioned, keep your promises that you make to yourself. The second is taking action, massive action. The third is just altering your beliefs. And what I heard this morning, actually, in uh, some of my notes, as I flipped through it is really changing how, what you say to yourself, changing the narrative that you say to yourself and the conversations that you have with yourself. Notes that I have from a week or so ago said this, the most important conversation you have with yourself is the one you have with yourself. The most important conversation you have in your life is the one you have with yourself, is the quote from a a week or so ago. That is the most important conversation you will ever have. And if you sit there and are defeated, a victim, excuses, blame, all this, um, then it's hard to, that, that, that's the conversation you have with yourself. And it's the most important one you'll ever have in your lifetime. This also was written down in my notes from last week. If you, if somebody has done 
and has overcome, overcame the situations that you find yourself in. Poverty, resources, education, divorce, um, bad job, no college, rough upbringing, alcoholic parents, you're an alcoholic, abuse. What? Like, I get it. I'm not suggesting that stuff isn't profound and doesn't have an impact on you. All I'm suggesting is if people have had dynamic lives, have overcome things and have crushed it in life and are doing the things that you would like to be doing, then all your excuses are gone is the quote. I'm not suggesting, you know, I don't, don't come at me that, Hey, you don't know, but I get it. Everybody's different. But I also do know if somebody has been in that spot, overcome those problems and are crushing it, then your excuses are gone. You can't continue to say it if other people have done it, right? It's kind of what we say uh, with the basketball group, not the same, and I'm not equating this to other problems that people have, but like if we're working with uh, kids and they're smaller and we're sitting there dreaming and I say, do you wanna play in the NBA? And they say, yeah, I would like to. And I'm like, good, because you know what? Muggsy Bogues, who's five foot four, five foot five, he played in the NBA. Now, not many of them have, but somebody has. The story about being able to break a four minute mile or whatever it is from back in the 70s, it had never been done. It had never been done and people tried and tried and tried to break a four minute mile. And then finally it happened. And I believe it happened at the University of Oregon. And I don't know these exact numbers, but nobody ever had broke it. Then somebody had. Then a year after that, like 50 people had. Just took the one person. Took the one person to break that barrier to now all of a sudden, a lot of people do, right? So because the excuses stop, like that guy did it. Why can't I do it? So I'm going to train harder, figure out what he did, have a conversation with him, nutrition, training, distraction, you know, workout regimen, like whatever it is, right? I got to figure out what that sucker did because now my excuses are gone. I can't sit there and say it can't be done. It's never that it's never been done because it has a five foot four basketball player played in the NBA. Cool. So you like, it can be done. So those are just changing your beliefs. The other one is, the fourth one Ed Milet talks about is just stopping to stop worrying what others think. So you want to build your self-confidence? Keep the promises you make to yourself. Take massive action. Alter your beliefs and stop worrying about what other people are saying. The things people are saying about you or the, the progress you're making or the goals that you have or the outcomes that you're trying to create If they're saying anything, they're telling you you can't do it. It's kind of three and four are kind of in parallel and holding hands a little bit together, right? But we just can't let the teacher, you know, the friend, the spouse on occasion say you can't, right? Or stop worrying about the judgment of others. Gary Vee had something really good that he said, and it came from somebody else as well. I don't worry about the opinions of people that don't know me. I just don't. Right, And that's from them. And I'm trying to implement that in my life because you hear the chatter or you hear you know, negative comments or the podcast or people that like, they don't know me. They don't know my heart. They don't know my intent. They don't know my outcomes. They don't know what I'm trying to accomplish. They don't know the impact I'm trying to make. They don't know, et cetera. 
So why would I worry about that? Why would I worry about the opinions other people have if they don't know me? Now, if my girlfriend, if my employer, if my boss, like if my friends, now, if they come to me, yeah, okay, let's sit down and talk. Like I value that. They know me, they know my heart, they know where I'm trying to get to. And maybe they're helping me adjust the dials so I can get a better outcome because they know my intent, they know where I'm trying to head. So perfect. But we spend so much time worrying about the opinions of others, right? Um, or you've got one, I heard this from Gary Vee, you've got one life and you're gonna let one knucklehead ruin it because of their opinion on you, right? I love, I just love this podcast. It's something I'm super passionate about. Um, it's something that sometimes I wonder the impact, the value, all that, why I'm doing it. And then I get reminded by people on why I'm doing it. Or I get reminded when I see these downloads and I get reminded when people send me messages on LinkedIn or on my email or send me a text. I'm like, shit, man, this is awesome. But I, sometimes my mind sabotages itself and I start thinking about other people and what their opinions might be of it, right? And you've got to clear your mind of that. So how do you get self-confidence? Think about this. You know, keep the promises you make to yourself. Take action. Alter your beliefs. Stop worrying about what other people think. Have great intent and a great heart and great service to people. And just go about your business on that. You're just going to crush it. And then slowly over time. Now, this whole thing about my summer 60 program I'm doing. I'm doing it every day. I'm slowly feeling better and better about myself because I'm doing it. I'm consistent. You can count on me. I'm, you know, I'm competing with my kids. They were out early this morning, six in the morning, doing their running, drinking their water, reading their books, getting their, you know, they're at a basketball camp. They're doing their basketball. Like, then we start feeling good about ourselves because we're doing it. We're keeping the promises that we are making to ourselves and it's compounding and we start to feel good about it. The biggest thing when all this is being committed to it, you, here it says in my notes, right next to self-confidence, it says this, you have to believe in you. If you don't believe in you, how is anybody else going to believe in you? If you don't feel you can execute and that you deserve it and that you want that responsibility and you can execute and you can perform and you can get to the next level, if you can't believe that about yourself, then why would anybody else? believe in that about you. Immediate massive action. Action creates confidence. So I hope those things intersect you. We've gone on from 21 minutes of me in my car yesterday to now nine minutes here uh, back in my house a day later. So again, I apologize for the break in audio there. Uh, this was actually take three. On my way home from a client in Illinois, I recorded on my phone 30 minutes. And I want to say it was the best episode I've ever recorded, but it didn't record. But I talked for 30 minutes, which I look now in hindsight looked ridiculous driving down the highway, talking into a phone, not recording, but it was really good. I guess it uplifted me to now uh, to then recording on this uh, little Zoom media player that I have only to have it die 21 minutes in because of battery failure. I think I might have prepped you that that might have happened to now finishing up part three and then splicing it together and all that. Listen, I hope you're having a great week. It's um, Tuesday. A lot going on in the sports world. Tomorrow for the St. Louisans, we have game seven of the Stanley Cup uh, in St. Louis. And I actually have two basketball games scheduled at 6.15 and one at 7.15. 
and I've got to figure that out because Game 7 uh, is what I would prefer to be watching. It's not that I would, uh, would not want to be with the kids and coaching them and all that, but we have two games tomorrow right in the middle or right at the start of Game 7 of the Stanley Cups. Listen, I hope you're having a great week. Build your self-confidence. Massive action. Keep the promises. Change your beliefs. Stop worrying about other people. Again, those are four bullet points from Ed Milet. That was part of Evan Carmichael's YouTube video on, you know, on building your confidence. Action creates confidence. And just continue to grind it out every single day. Listen, I hope you're having a great week. Enjoy your Tuesday. Um, and we will talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday with another Out from the Cube. Take care. Have a great rest of the day.